Chapter Sixteen of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. A trip through the Suez Canal. We have come from Cairo to Port Said on the Mediterranean Sea to make a trip through the Suez Canal before starting on our long journey up the Nile. We are now at the northeastern corner of Africa on the isthmus of suez that little tongue of land which for ages blocked what is now one of the great commercial water routes of the world until a few years ago africa was a peninsula tied to asia by this narrow isthmus then the canal was cut through and the continent became an island do you realize how important this was to the commerce of the world for ages this isthmus of suez was the locked gate on the shortest water route between europe and india china and japan ships could sail in from the atlantic and across the mediterranean to this place and they could come through the indian ocean and up the red sea but here they were stopped the isthmus is a strip of sand so narrow that a railroad train could cross it in a couple of hours but it was as great a barrier to navigation as though it had been the alps or the andes the result was that all vessels carrying goods to and from asia had to sail clear around the cape of good hope the southern end of the african continent the distance was as great as halfway around the world and it took many weeks to make the voyage from time to time men suggested that the isthmus might be cut through but it was not until about the middle of the last century that anything was done then a french civil engineer ferdinand de lesseps brought forth plans for the work and the french aided by the egyptians cut this great trench through the desert and the waters of the mediterranean and the red sea flowed together the trench is eighty-six miles long and so wide and deep that great steamers can sail through harbors were constructed at both ends of the canal to accommodate the shipping parts of the trench were walled with cement to keep back the sand and at every few miles great basins were made for ships to enter while other ships passed them the canal cost more than one hundred million dollars and it took ten years to make it twenty-five thousand arabs and egyptians were kept working upon it and four thousand casks of drinking water were daily carried across the desert on camels to supply them then a small canal was dug from the nile and this is still used to give fresh water to the people who live along the suez canal some of the land along the canal was found to be below the level of the sea those parts needed but little digging and when the canal reached them the salt water flowed in and made lakes there about two-thirds of the whole distance across the isthmus is now taken up by the canal proper and the other third by such lakes as soon as the canal was completed most of the steamers sailing between asia and europe began coming this way the saving in miles for nearly all of them is greater than the distance from our country to china across the pacific and there is also a saving in money although the canal officials charge high rates every ship has to pay a heavy toll in proportion to its size and the number of its passengers the suez canal is open to ships of all nations it is now used by three or four thousand ships every year and several hundred thousand passengers annually ride through it there is so much travel that the waterway is overcrowded and as it has proved to be a profitable undertaking 
it is now planned to build another canal by its side we find the harbor at port said full of steamers which are waiting to enter the canal or have stopped to coal upon coming out a ship from india loaded with grain lies at one wharf and near it is a vessel from australia with a cargo of wood while we wait an english ship carrying the first tea of the season from china to europe passes by and an american gunboat on its way to the philippines starts into the waterway we take passage on a vessel for suez and are soon steaming along through the desert we go slowly for the ships are not allowed to move faster than five miles an hour and at the wider places we frequently receive a signal from one of the stations on the shore to wait until a steamer goes by now we pass a great dredge which is pumping up the sand from the bottom of the canal and throwing it out upon the banks and now go by one of the small towns which has grown up to accommodate the laborers who are employed on the work the canal is so narrow that the ships in the distance seem to be walking as it were in single file through the desert we are close to the shore most of the way and the dry thirsty sand looks drier than ever in contrast with the sea-green water below we pass caravans of camels trotting along their riders bobbing up and down against the clear sky and at one time in the hazy air of the desert see what looks like a city shaded by palms afar off over the sand it fades away as we go onward and we learn that it had no existence but was merely a picture of the air the mirage so often seen in desert lands we stop at ismalia a little town midway through the canal where de lesseps lived while it was building and soon after that enter the lakes scaring up some pink flamingos which are resting on the shores the trip takes us all day and far into the night but we finally reach suez whence we go back to cairo by train End of chapter 16